From the capital of Canada, you're listening to The Album Drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. That's a record. New and excitingly different. Their new album. Drops and they keep dropping, dropping. Drop it like it's hot. Drop. You could drop on by. Your weekly look at the new release shelf begins right now. Here's Phil Shirakawa. And an absolutely stunning, mild, wonderful, beautiful day in the National Capital Region. CHUO 89.1, the album drop. My name is Phil. Thank you for listening to our program today. Very special episode of the album drop we got planned for you. Over the next uh, 58 minutes and change, we are going to look at the history of the flexi disc. Now, this might uh, this might sound a little out there to you. We're talking about uh, a, f- a record format that, for for a few years uh, in this decade, didn't exist. Uh, wasn't being manufactured, and uh, had, had just kind of fallen by the wayside. Now these are the, uh, the almost disposable seeming thin plastic records that you would find back in the day attached to magazines or cereal boxes. Maybe they were mailed to your house. That sort of thing. Uh, that's 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 what they were. This kind of medium has really grown legs of its own over the last couple of years and has seen somewhat of a resurgence. And I think it's good. It's good for the industry, it's good for manufacturing, it's great for record collectors, and it's it's fun to talk about the kinds of things that were printed up on these, you know, use once and throw away kind of records. I've got an expert on the subject, his name is Michael Camella, he's going to be coming on the program later to discuss this sort of thing, but uh, we're going to start off with a tune from a new flexi. Uh, Decibel Magazine out of the States has been issuing a flexi-disc with their ma- with their magazine for about just over a year, year and a half now. And this one's on it. Uh, this is from uh, the fourth in their series. So it's a new one from Lamb of God, and it's called Hit the Wall. It's on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM. Waiting 
Lamb of God on the album drop, CHUO 89.1. That one is called Hit the Wall. You can find that on the Decibel Flexi Disc series, volume number four is where you find that tune. And um, I, th- I think that's it. Uh, I've, been, I've been looking for it. And it's not on any of their records, at least any of their recent records. So I think that one was exclusively produced for Decibel Magazine. I'm going to put a link up on today's page, thealbumdrop.com. Give me about five minutes. It's, uh, it's not up there yet. So let's go back now. Uh, let's, let's go back into history a little bit and, and play a little something from uh, the, ba- the, the older days of the flexi-disc. This one's kind of cool. Uh, I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's you know, really long, but from, from a record called Sound of Space Flight, this is literally um, the countdown to and the sounds of uh, the space shuttle taking off. And um, check it out. Uh, here it is. CTC, TM is go. Roger, understand. TM is uh, go. Uh, we have a momentary hold. Uh, Stoney, uh, hold on with me until I give you the word. Stoney, uh, Roger. Holding here. I have not recycled at this time. It's approximately 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the morning of May 5th, 1961. The eyes and ears of the whole world are focused on a slim white missile and manned capsule at Launch Pad 5, Cape Canaveral, Florida. And then come those words we have all waited so long to hear. Blast off. That's the sound of space flight. And there's uh, several more minutes of that. I'll find the link again and put it up on today's page of thealbumdrop.com. 309 on CHUO. My name is Phil Shurikawa. And what kind of got me into flexi discs and collecting them and the whole learning, wanting to learn more about them, was a release from earlier this year, Record Store Day, and The Kills. They. I guess that would have been late last year. I, I keep forgetting that uh, the year changes in January because this only came out a couple, uh, maybe 10 weeks ago. I guess that was, you know, late last year and not early this year like we have now. The Kills, of course, from Florida, just celebrating 10 years themselves. And with this tune, they printed out the Flexi and just kind of had it available. It was, some stores made you buy something with it. And I. It's hard to find. It, it, you, you may have to really scour independent record stores across the city to find it. I got one, and I'm going to spin it for you. This is The Kills, The Last Goodbye from the album Blood Pressures, and it's on the album drop, CHUO 89.1 FM. Took it to 
There's a Kills here on CHUO 89.1, the album Drop. That one is called The Last Goodbye, and it's off their album Blood Pressures, and of course, available on a limited edition flexi-disc release that you can find in finer independent retailers across the city. I know I did. 313 now on CHUO, it's the album Drop. My name is Phil. And we're going to talk with Michael Camilla, who is one of the most visible collectors of flexi discs as far as research on the internet goes he is a video journalist and radio host from new york city but he and, and this is one of his major passions and we spoke to him about a wide variety of you know i asked him he's kind of the guy to go to when it comes to flexi discs and that sort of thing and i had quite a few questions for him and it sounded a little something like this I guess my first question would be, how did you get started collecting records? I've always been a um, big record collector, so I have a wide range of stuff, LPs and 45s and 78s and cylinders, and um, a wide range of genres, not only music, instructional records, uh, industrial records, uh, how-to recordings, whales singing, how to teach your parakeet to talk. There's so many different kinds of records out there that are not about music. I've always been interested in that kind of stuff. And then I would always see things. You know, I grew up, um, Flexi Discs were in a lot of magazines like Flexi Pop and Trouser Press. So they're always kind of around. And then as I was growing up, there were toys. Uh, and one of my epiphanies looking back was the cereal box record. Actually, my mother bringing it home and me cutting the bought the record off the cereal box and playing that. And you're like, wow, I remember doing that until it wore out. I would always, I used to do it a lot more. I don't do it much, that much today. Just go out to yard sales and record sales and um, always see stuff. And I'd always see these things in between the other stuff. Just weird advertising and sales records and things that came with toys, just very uh, political messages and just they're always being practically given away. So I started to just pick them up, and it just sort of was like, a, you know, how you start a little snowball, and you start rolling it down the hill, and you see a few more, and another one, and another one. It just got bigger and bigger. I realized there's so much of this stuff out there that it was largely undocumented, and it, covered, it touched on so many different areas of uh, politics and pop history and advertising and also realizing that most of this music probably did not exist in any other format. The masters, I assume, were logged on, and these were disposable records made to be given away, a message sent out, and then you know that contest is over in two weeks. So they were meant to be thrown away. So I don't know. I just sort of, uh, I, I guess I have a wide range of interests of, uh, of music, 
and this just became one of the twisted branches. I absolutely agree. There's just something about the vinyl format, however it may be cut. It just feels so real and important, and I think that was the appeal of the flexi-disc. No matter what the sound was, you almost felt like you had to listen. Would that be a fair statement? Uh, yeah. I think that they were a convenient and cheap way to disseminate information that had its time. People were looking for ways to get their message out there and into people's homes. This was an easy, cheap way to do it. Now we have the internet coming into everyone's home, but you know, if you can get into someone's home with a message and they're actively uh, participating in the process, you know, it's, that, was, that was gold for advertisers or anyone who wants to get a message out there to get people to listen to something as opposed to just read it. It seems lately there's been a resurgence in the prevalence of the flexi-disc. A resurgence in the flexi-disc? Yeah. Well, at least it seems that way. Do you think this is just internet hype, or could we actually see these things all over the place again? I got a lot of um, people asking me, is there any way they can get a flexi-disc made? And I never really had an answer, but recently there's a company who's doing it through some place, I think, in Prague. And they're starting to manufacture them, so I'm starting to see new flexi-discs come out here. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, it has something to do with LPs, where... You know, it came out in, what, the mid-80s at some point, and everyone was told, your record collection is no good anymore. Go buy Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band again, because now you're, all your other formats are obsolete. A lot of people believed that and did it. Those were great days in New York City. You, just walk, you would walk down the street, and people's record collections were just on the sidewalk. You could refresh all your, like, old copies of everything. Seriously? They just threw them out? I think the people, uh, I've always known record collectors. I never saw, I never got rid of my records at any point. And a lot of people, they always like that ritual of putting their record on and listening to it. And um, I think that a lot of uh, people, maybe like of your age, didn't grow up with that. Sort of, uh, when they discovered it, found a certain um, warmth to it, a certain affinity to a certain object and looking at it and actually having it in your hand and playing it and listening to it and turning it over and the liner notes, something that you don't get with an MP3 or clicking on a, a word when you're hearing the music come out. Yeah, it's easy, but um, I think people like an object. Some people, other people are happy with it. But, uh, so I don't think records will ever come back to where they were, but there's definitely a lot more bands releasing LPs along with their... CDs, or sometimes you get LP, got a download code so you can listen to the music and iTunes. Uh, so, I think people like that experience of a record player and putting on some music and having this object that they can um, kind of identify with more in a certain way. Why do you think it took so long for the Flexi to catch on as a collectible item? Because I think it was like um, junk mail you get in your mail. Where you look at the mail, right? Oh, man, Seymour's sending me a, a, a song about the new oven. What am I listening to this crap for? He just threw it in the garbage. It was like junk mail, but it was audio junk mail. When it was kind of in the, uh, that way, or in a magazine. And then, yeah, it's just another, people flip through, I think. Ah, it's, a, it's an advertisement for a, a for, you know, whatever, a, 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 an electric shaver. All right, it's Louis Armstrong, maybe I'll listen to it, but... Uh, uh, most of it was like, ah, it's another way 
just trying to make me listen to advertising. And they wouldn't do it. Some would. I think it was, uh, I think it made it higher your esteem than it really uh, had at the time. I'm not sure. It's just my opinion. Do you think this type of advertising would fly in 2012? You have to listen to the MP3 of the advertisement at the time when you're listen, watch, going to watch a video on YouTube or other places. So um, we have no choice. I mean, today, it's the advertiser's goal to make us hear as many advertisements as many times as we can in every way. It's like getting spam in your mailbox, uh, your email. It's like, ah, oh, more, uh, you know, crap. I'm not going to read that. It's, and they're all disguised as something. A lot of these records, I think, were disguised as fun or interesting. Meanwhile, they're just advertisements. So, again, it's like, I think, like junk mail coming to you. Um, if anyone sent me an ad, I wouldn't be interested in reading it. I mean, listening to it. I think a lot of advertisers, what they do now, integrating their product into videos to get it in there. So there's no real separation of the advertising and the content. I, I don't think uh, it would be very successful. As far as records go, you know, I think one out of 99 is generous. I would say maybe it's more one out of 1,000 people in America maybe on the turntable. Probably even less than that. I don't know for sure. So it doesn't really make sense to ever produce um, something that you want to, uh, a message that you want to mass communicate now in that format, as opposed to you know, 40 years ago when that's way everyone was music at home, a turntable. And we're going to have more with Michael in just a little bit. Uh, he's going to talk about some of his collection, and I'll be putting up the link to uh, his online archive that you can see exactly how intense of a collection he's really got. We're going to take a quick break, but first I want to play for you one of these advertising records that he spoke of on the tape there. This one goes back uh, into the 60s, I believe. It was from a chain of restaurants that no longer exists. Uh, it was known as the Red Barn. And this is their Sounds of the Old West. We'll be right back here on the album. Drop CHUO 89.1 FM. The Sounds of the American West. Brought to you by your nearby Red Barn Restaurant, home of America's favorite, the Big Barney. The bigger burger packed with loads of quick energy and just plain good eating fun. And now, listen to the sounds of the American West. This is the American West. More than a million square miles of adventure. Tall timber in the north, the rugged Rockies, the hot, arid deserts in the southwest, and thousands upon thousands of square miles of open range. This was the American West, the stage upon which was played a million American adventures. Don't touch that dial. The album drop will return. Only on CHUO 89.1 FM. And now back to the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. Here's Phil Shirakawa. 326 in the nation's capital. It's the album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. And today we're talking flexi discs, those poorly manufactured, cheaply produced records 
more prevalent in the 60s and 70s that would be given away with magazines or included with cereal boxes or free with purchase at the record store. Maybe it was mailed to your house with the with some kind of advertisement on there. Regardless, we're talking about it is still a record and collectors have started to figure this out and if you were to look on eBay or any other kind of online bartering site you'll see that uh, these are definitely collectibles. Now uh, speaking with Michael Camella who is uh, one of the uh, most recognizable record collectors uh, out there as far as at least um, flexidisc are concerns and I asked him to tell us a little bit about uh, some of the uh, the more obscure flexis he's come across and this is what he had to say. What you see online is probably 2% of my collection, something like that. It's a fraction. What I find with a lot of this stuff is you don't even really know what it is. You kind of get these records and you just read them. I haven't like listened to them all, like a lot of stuff. I recently got on eBay. I used to buy a lot on eBay. I don't really do it too much anymore. Like you said initially, I may, may have the most visible collection, but there are some hardcore collectors out there that I interact with. They'll pay a lot of money for stuff. So I find these days, like I used to find stuff really cheap on there and I really don't pay a lot of money for these things. I don't, I think, uh, I think there are certainly some rare things. Here's a, um, a postcard, uh, a French postcard from the thirties. It's got this shellac composite on it. Uh, it's advertising a movie and, uh, it's got a picture of the uh, star on the backside. So this I paid $40 for, which is a lot for me. I like novelty items too. Like this is a, um, I think it's like a toy trumpet. See, it's in it's in the silver cellophane. It's got the Union flag inside here. It's a toy trumpet. You know, it'd be hanging on the uh, on the rack at the store, and the top part uh, is a record. Cut off the top of the uh, toy. It's probably some bugle calls, but you know, it's a nice little package, still um, uncut. And, you know, still put together. So. Kind of cool. Sometimes I get lucky and find um, I found a few salesman's packets. This is like a uh, a salesman's uh, pack that they would actually go to a place or actually uh, I guess show it or mail it. And um, you know, it's pretty big. It's got records and information inside it. Sample flexi discs inside it as information. Uh, the back tells you all the different ways you could use these available records for your, to increase your business for personal use, and you know it's, it's basically a sales tool for the sale, for the company who's selling the stuff to show how people uh, can use flexis to uh, to help build their business using the fourth dimension of sound. I like um, food tie-ins. There's a certain amount of food tie-in ones. For example, these were uh, the tops of uh, margarine tubs that had um, records in them. Um, so it's basically like a plastic lid, but they you know, have record grooves in the lid. So you can put your, after you uh, spread your margarine on your Toast Wonder Bread, you can listen to the Great President series. 
about Harry Truman and Dwight D. Eisenhower. And uh, talking about uh, food records there, I came across one in my research here, and I got to play for you, just a little taste of it, because it's just, it was so ludicrous and so wild to think that someone would spend the money to make this, because I'm sure, you know, you, you got you to gotta, you gotta write a song, so you got to hire a songwriter, you got to find a band, you got to press the records, you need an engineer and a producer, and then, you know, you got to pay for all these records to get made, and they sent them out. This one is from a fast food chain that still exists. So they're not getting a free plug. Um, but I can tell you that this was a training document that they issued to new employees on how to make a sandwich. Um, have a listen. Uh, w- within a few seconds, you should be able to figure out uh, who produced this. Um, it, it, here's a clue. The song is by The Colonel and the Gang. And it's called Chicken Little's Flexi. And it's on the album. Drop CHUO 89.1 FM. You gotta know how to get the job done. The finger looking good, yeah, that's a fact. But you gotta make it great so the people come back. You take chicken livers from the freezer to the rack. Don't waste time, don't look back. Use eight chicken livers placed on each rack. Start at the bottom, move to the top. Put them in the fryer when it's nice and hot. If you cook them right, folks love them a lot. So cook them right, give it all you got. For the life of me, I could not imagine getting a uh, minimum wage, entry-level job making chicken sandwiches and asking your boss, all right, so what do you want me to do now? And he says, oh, just listen to this. Keep them nice and warm, you've got the knack. And that would be the shortest job I would ever hold, that's for sure. Going back to uh, my interview with Michael, and uh, we could talk a little bit more about uh, the, the rare stuff in his collection. And, uh, he, you know, this guy, he's, he's, got more, he's got more records than most of us could ever imagine. And a lot of them are just really weird, obscure stuff. And that's kind of where we keep going with this. Here's one that's um, advertising a... Uh Olympia typewriter. Four chicks and a chuck. Kind of just talking about the fantastic new features on the new Olympia typewriter. Things like slim, trim, and compact. Weighs less than 10 pounds. The deluxe, fully equipped with every advanced and worthwhile typing aid. And the carrying case included. Students, housewives, businessmen, travelers can all use Olympia typewriter. That's what it says. Here's a, uh, a series by Betty Crocker. There are recipes for the blind. So blind people can put on one of these records and make instant mashed potatoes, noodles, Romanoff, buttermilk pancakes, pancake variations, gingerbread mix, gingerbread snaps, muffin mixes. So they have a, actually, you can't see it, but there's Braille up here, too. So you can read them. Well, they can read them with their fingers. Saying what the records are. So uh, there's a whole uh, you know, series of these, like five of them, of all recipes for the blind. I like, I like when I can find a magazine 
like um, Mad Magazine, and it actually still has the record in here. Like it's never been pulled out. It's never been um, you know, torn out. So that's always good when you find something like this. So uh, like if you find them uncut, unused like that, that's always a bonus because you can. This this record is is pretty common. I see it all the time, but not in the magazine still. Never tore out. I had to ask Mike, what was the uh, the 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 weirdest and the the most obscure thing he'd ever come across as far as promotional records and that sort of thing? And you know, you you just wouldn't believe what he had to say. Like I said, there are magazines that would have records in them. I have a few of the uh, cheap porno magazine uh, uh, things on my website. Put another one. The back. The back has got scratch and sniff. I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it. Let your fingernails do the scraping and enjoy Angela and Karen's delightful aroma as you listen to them. So I got to ask you, what's it smell like? What do you think it smells like? <laughs> so what I do like about this is that they, they got another dimension into playing back a record. They got smell involved. It's the only record I know where they got smell involved. Although there were um, these aroma discs that you could be able to put on your record player. I, I never found one. I've heard of them. Where you put it on and it plays music, and there's kind of an air freshener track attached to it. So as the needle's being dragged through, it's sort of an air freshener also. But I haven't I don't have one of those. Now, this is a family-friendly radio program, so I, won't have, I don't have a sample of that. I have it. I'm not going to play it for you. Instead, I'm going to give you something from Mad Magazine coming out of the 70s. This one is called It's a Super Spectacular Day. This record had seven tracks that were almost identical, but the ends just kind of switch it up and take it for a little bit of a curve. And I'll play one of them for you right now. It's on the album Drop CHUO 89.1 FM. It's a great, big, beautiful, wonderful, incredible, super spectacular day. And your heart is humming with good times coming And you've got that happy feeling Things are going your way All the bells are ringing And a little bird singing While he sits on your windowsill Saying yes siree I can surely see It will plainly be Most definitely A super spectacular day Until About quarter to five Your relations arrive And your Greek cousin Beth With terrible breath And a fat bread of sire Destroys your high fi And your great uncle Fred Who gets drunk in your bed And your third cousin Vic Who is mentally sick And his creepy friend Joe And six more you don't know And your short hair And then as you shaft it again That it's not such a Super spectacular day from Mad Magazine, a super spectacular day on the album Drop CHU 89.1. It's our Flexi Disc Special Edition episode, so in case you're wondering why we're playing such weird music today, that uh, that is the reason. We're going to go on to a modern Flexi Disc now, a group out of uh, northern Alberta. They're called Bayonets, with three exclamation points on their name, just to get the point across that it's Bayonets, and not just Bayonets. And they released a Flexi a couple months ago. Uh, it's called Two Songs Regarding Faith Mountain, and you know what? What the heck? Let's play them both. The first one that I'm going to play for you is called Pope of Eagle Face. New stuff from Bayonets, and it's on the album Drops, CHUO 89.1 FM. <laughs>
album drop on CHUO 89.1 FM. Brand new stuff from Bayonets on the album drop, CHUO 89.1, and one of the shortest flexes you're going to find, coming in at about a minute 45, two songs regarding Faith Mountain is what it's called. That one was called Taking Faith Mountain by Force, and before that, Pope of Eagle Face. And uh, I'm going to put a link up on the albumdrop.com over on today's page just to uh, to let you... You know, you can you can buy it. It's still for sale. That one's only, uh, I think they're asking $5 for that one plus shipping. But it's coming from Canada, so it's not even going to be that expensive, I would have to guess. It would, it's uh, it, good stuff. I mean, I dig it. It's, it's punk, you know, it's out there, but pretty cool stuff. Um, 341 CHUO, it's the album drop. Uh, my name's Phil. Thank you for listening to our program today. And uh, we're going to take a quick break from talking about Flexies so that uh, we can help you to get caught up with everything that's going on in the music world. And we do that uh, once a week, like this. It's the Music Meltdown. The music world is always changing, and sometimes things slip through the cracks. The leader of one of rock's most gifted and promising bands, Nirvana, is dead, and this is the story as we know it so far. And the Grammy goes to the suburbs. Can confirm the rapper was busted for marijuana possession after his... The passing of George Harrison. The former Beatles prosecutors in Philadelphia have dropped their long-running fight to execute Mumia Abu-Jamal. From the pages of thealbumdrop.com, this is the Music Meltdown. And this is the Music Meltdown for February 14th, 2012. All the links you'll need to see will be posted on today's page at thealbumdrop.com. And we're going to start with the Bonnaroo Festival. The uh, the annual Bonnaroo Festival uh, t- takes place uh, in June uh, or so every year. This year, no exception. Uh, June 7th to 10th. And... Some of the uh, the bands headlining this year are, are certainly worth uh, the drive down to t- uh, Tennessee for. Among others, uh, Radiohead, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, the newly reunited Beach Boys, Bon Iver, The Shins, Foster the People, and many, many, many more. The list of artists just goes on and on and on. Buy a tent, get some comfy shoes, and go check out Bonnaroo. Uh, today, in a recent interview with Exclaim.ca, John K. Sampson announced uh, that once he's done touring his new solo record, Provincial, he's going to head back into the studio with the band The Weaker Thans and record a new album. Very exciting stuff from Mr. Sampson as uh, Provincial, his new album, is fantastic. And, of course, The Weaker Than stuff has always been great, so we're looking forward to see where that goes from there. 
And finally, I want to talk about uh, an upstart called the FlexiDisc Record Club. FlexiOfTheMonth.com is where you can read about these guys. and They're working on making FlexiDiscs with more of an artistic, collecting, collectible quality to them. Uh, really nice artwork, um, high-quality pressings, you know, little stands to hold them. The first run is going to be three records, $24 all in, all proceeds going to charity. The deadline is tomorrow, though, and they they still need more people. So, you know, if you're interested, maybe check it out. Uh, here's here's what you're gonna hear if you were to pick up one of these. This is music from Ellis Swan, and it's called Frankie and Charlie. This will be the first record from the Flexi of the Month Rec- Record Club, and it's on the album drop CHUO 89.1 FM. <laughs> Thank you. 
Flexi of the Month series, Ellis Swan, with Frankie and Charlie. Not a whole lot is uh, out there about Mr. Swan. I can tell you that he's Canadian. He lives in Chicago now. And uh, the series, uh, the Flexi of the Month series, uh, is set to uh, reach their deadline tomorrow. But they need more people to subscribe so they can print these things up. It's a good cause. Money's going to charity. Link is posted on today's page of the albumdrop.com. So, you know, go, go have a look. And see see if it's worth your time. I mean, and it's it's only twenty four bucks for three really what's going to be really collectible pieces of uh, music. Because I think I I feel at least as far as uh, you know, collecting uh, collecting records is concerned, uh, these kind of things are just going to keep going up and up and up. Uh, we'll go back to my interview with uh, Michael Camilla here, and I'm gonna ask him. I asked him uh, to talk a little bit about his collection and uh, what he plans to do with it. And this is what he had to say. Um, I don't know what else can I tell you. Um, I, I don't know. It's just a uh, interesting, undocumented area of our American recorded history. And I'm trying to do some kind of picture book, maybe of it, coffee table book. And then people are saying, well, no, you have to do a whole kind of exploratory book of the history of these things. And I don't have time for that. I kind of don't even want to do it. So um, I don't know what's going to become of it, of my collection and stuff, but um, it's fun to have hobbies. If he doesn't pick up on that uh, that whole making a book thing, I think I might go for it. It sounds like something that would be really cool. It would make a great coffee table book because these are such obscure things if you've had a chance to go check out michael's site in the time we've been talking about it you can see exactly what i'm talking about here i'm playing another one that's uh, kind of weird i'm not gonna play all of it because uh it, it really kind of takes a turn but you may have heard them make reference to this on the simpsons you maybe you have one yourself or you know someone who does this is a record that is called rapping ronnie and it's a comedy record um i don't know who produced it i'm gonna try and figure this out but I want you to listen to a little bit of this. Um, this is not... I don't think this is actually Ronald Reagan. I think it's an impersonation, but... Either way, it's pretty cool. Rappin' Ronnie, the album drops CHUO 89.1 FM. Oh, no. That's uh, two squares, Daddy-O. I want something a lot funkier. Something I can moonwalk to, you know. Oh, yes. That's it. Watch me go. A hip, a hop, I made it to the top, oh yes. I'm your rapping run, uh, and I just can't stop. I got this job because I'm an actor and having brains was not a factor. Sleep all night, nap all day, 
Mason Baker tell me what to say. I shot the house with my tax plan, tore the roof off the Senate. I'm the MX man. Those Democrats all think they're cool, but I'll make their kids say prayers in school. Immigration, mass inflation, violent crime sweeping the nation. Don't look at me, I know how you feel. Let's blame it all on Tip O'Neill, oh yes. Well, my fellow Americans, for the last four years I've been playing the part of the president the good old U.S. of A. <laughs> and just let me say, it's been my toughest role ever. <laughs> but fortunately, I look so good on the TV that you, the American people, actually believe I'm running this country. <laughs> uh, pardon me, my fellow Californian. Oh, uh, uh, hello, Dick. Uh, now I know it's true. You look good on the tube, but I'm here to warn you. Be careful. Those media bums are vicious. Really? Well, tell me about it. Watch out to the left. Uh-huh. Look out on the right. Get down. The press car is out to get you. Morning, noon, and night. Look at this. They'll investigate your family. They will. Your uncles and your aunts. Those sleazebags will impeach you. No way. If you give them half a chance. Oh, no, you see, I made a Teflon. To me, bad news won't stick. Well, I must have been made of Velcro, cause everything's stuck to death. That's why I hate the media. Uh-huh. Newspapers, radio, and TV. Oh, yes. From Dan Rather, Sam Riley Safer, Roger Mudd, Martin Dean, Leslie Stahl. He hates them all. I hate the media. Tell us, Dickie. They're all such snooks. What did they do? They hounded me to New Jersey. Now I tear them apart in my books. Well, you may be right about the press, those TV bums and all the rest. But I'll be back for another term. So watch me make those liberals squirm. And I'll take on those Russian kooks. I'm not afraid to put up my nukes. Yeah, I'm the prez. I'll keep on rapping. Unless, of course, it's time for napping. America the God. Well, there you go. Rapping Ronnie there. T- telling you how it was in the early 80s. At least from one perspective. Uh, amazing that people would actually, you know, make those kind of things, if you ask me. Real wild stuff here. Uh, w- one final question I had for Michael, our, our record collecting expert. Uh, I wanted to give him to give some advice to um, people that are looking to uh, collect, uh, start a collection, strengthen their collection. This is what he had to say. Uh, if and it's cheap, buy it. I, I don't know what to say really. It's uh, there's quite if once you start looking, there's quite a bit out there. So if you feel like it. And you want to pick it up, you just got to get out there and go to yard sales and record stores. And I, I found, I find still that a lot of times uh, record dealers and people are happy that I'm buying this stuff because they don't know anyone else who wants it. So now I have dealers contacting me and saying, yeah, you're the guy that buys this stuff that no one else buys. So uh, yeah, I got a big pile of stuff for you. And they, sometimes it's a lot of the common stuff, but sometimes they're really rare stuff and I don't think there's any way to ever know all this stuff that has been released, all the whole history of places, because I'm always not surprised about how much stuff I see that I've never seen before or heard of before. I don't want anyone to try to convince you that they're, they should be expensive. 
So there you go. So um, thanks to Michael Camella for coming on the show and uh, sharing his knowledge of flexi discs and disposable media and helping us out and giving advice to uh, you, the the record collecting audience. It's going to do it for me. Thealbumdrop.com uh, is where you can connect with us. You can follow us on Facebook, like the tw- uh, follow us on Twitter, like the Facebook page. Lots of links and downloads and stuff there. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of an interview clip here from Janis Joplin uh, from a Reader's Digest book uh, that came out in 1971, just after her death. A little bit of interview, give you a taste of the song, and then uh, we got to call it a day, make way for Julie in the third wave. It's all coming up next, only on CHUO 89.1 FM. Women, to be in uh, the music business, give up more than you'd ever know. She's got kids she gave up. Any woman gives up home life, an old man probably, because you're so crazy on planes and goony and you never yeah. find them again. You give up, you give up a, a home and friends. You give up children and friends. You give up an old man and friends. You give up any constant in the world except music. That's the only thing you got, man. After you boil it down, the only thing you got left in the world is that music, man. And so for a woman to sing, she really needs to or wants to. A man can do it as a gig because he knows he can get laid tonight.
for listening. Bye. Have a beautiful time. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Keep fit and have fun. If you missed anything or just can't get enough, check out thealbumdrop.com. Welcome to the internet, my friend. We'll be back next week on CHUO 89.1 FM.